Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Times Square, <laughs> it's the 100th edition of the 4th and Inches show. Ooh. Jenna, it's hard, yeah, it's hard to believe it's been uh, almost uh, four complete See, Actually, this is coming up on the completion of our fifth season since we started yeah. with the 2010 season. But uh, If we were a running back, our career would be over. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I mean, if you were to go back and look at some of the guys who were, you know, top, you know, players when we first started doing this, yeah, I think you know, a lot of yeah. the names would be different. <laughs> a lot of the guys that we were talking about then were probably retired, and you know, but still, Johnny Manziel was still fun. in high school. <laughs> Johnny Manziel was still in high school. Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson were at the top of their games, and you know, things, things. Josh yeah. Gordon was getting kicked off the team in Baylor somewhere. RG3 was still in Baylor. Yeah, a lot of guys that we uh, talk about now on a week-in, week-out basis were uh, basically uh, not even uh, seeds in the fantasy football player's eye yet at that point. But, you know, know what's, what's your favorite way. memory of, of the uh, of the shows? What's, I remember one time when you did the show from your, you know, the restaurant you were working at, and you were, I think, in the yeah. kitchen and between orders you were giving your your picks but that was yeah it was uh, it wasn't the most family friendly version of our show <laughs> my cooks no. are another breed but um uh i also particularly liked when you were doing the show just wandering the streets of new york that one night that was good too yeah i couldn't <laughs> find we've been, we've good all over the place. inside so i was just standing outside in 20 degree <laughs> weather i think it was but the show must go on so anyway exactly. i think we're both I think we're both warm and inside tonight, not in a workplace yeah. or any other place that would be distracted. The only thing I have uh, to worry about is the cat at this point. But uh, anyway, I think we'll the be good. The cat will make so. its presence known. That is That we can count on. Yep, there it is. Did. I don't know if you <laughs> heard him in the background there, but uh, <laughs> if I don't let him out, he may make his presence known several more times during the show. But uh, anyway, so congratulations to your Cowboys. That was a big win they pulled off over Ooh, the Eagles yeah. on Sunday night. I, I think didn't my family, think they were my family do that, is still but. not speaking to me, but but overall it was a good win. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. but oh well. Yeah, they. I I won't go quite as far as to conceive them a playoff spot yet. You know, Philadelphia has a, I mean, of what you would look at in, on paper, and least should be a layup game this week against the Redskins while the Cowboys are hosting the Colts, and we'll talk more about that later. But, uh, yeah, there's been a lot written the last few days about how it's entirely possible we could have an 11-5 and team, whether it's, you know, Philly or, or somebody else, and not make the playoffs. And that would be a shame, but there's there's more than a 50-50 yeah. chance that will happen at this point. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We thought it was bad when the Browns went 10-6 uh, and six that one year and didn't make the playoffs. But this would – I mean, it's – it's tough to swallow winning eleven games and and sitting. Yeah, I think Arizona was ten and six last year and didn't make it. But yeah, the, it's going to yeah. be especially hard when an eleven and five team doesn't make the playoffs and a team that might be six and ten, you know, or at best seven and nine, you know, does make it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the difference between the NFC South and the rest of the league this year. But uh, anyway, so any you know, there were quite a few injuries this past week that are going to affect people in their championship week. But before we go any further and before I forget for good, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us and congratulate us and otherwise join in the fun and frivolity tonight. Of course, tonight. you can always send gifts. They're always welcome. Uh, <laughs> you can call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can always tweet us at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches show or at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can always email us at the number four THN Inches show at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And like you were alluding to, we had a few injuries this week. Uh, A couple of big-name guys are on IR uh, and some new starting quarterbacks. Jake Locker officially is on IR as well as Colt McCoy, which means we're going to see RG3 and Charlie Whitehurst for the remainder of the season. Um, it looks like Drew Stanton's probably going to miss this week again. Uh, there's going to be a, a, a 
it's almost quarterback by committee in Arizona now. Ryan Lindley's going to see some time, a couple of their rookies, all kinds of, of weird stuff's happening out there. Jimmy Clausen is going to start for Jay Cutler for Chicago, strictly because Jay Cutler is not good. Uh, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. It's something you talk about kind of almost jokingly, but you never think like the guy that you just gave $100 million to in a seven-year contract is going to get benched for Jimmy Clausen. But here we are. And, of course, the one that's most important to me, DeMarco Murray broke his hand again in that uh, fun fest of a game we had against the Eagles. He had surgery yesterday morning and practiced today. So he's not ruled out. He's just wearing a super padded glove, and they're going to see what happens. Um, but, like you said, they have the Colts this week, and they do need to keep winning games. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think he will play. It's just a matter of how much they use him. So, yeah, it's funny. The Cowboys are you know, just so far this year, they've been a much better team on the road than they have been at home. So it would be interesting they're to see the if only, that They're the only undefeated team on the road this year, here. which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> go, go figure. But So a um, couple other injuries. If no, you, know, you were talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, Keenan Allen for San Diego had a pretty severe ankle injury that is going to keep him out of this week's game. T.Y. Hilton had a hamstring injury. Julio Jones, of course, missed the game with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, quite a few guys. You know, you look at, you know, Carlos Hyde. Not that he, yeah, Frank Gore had a concussion. You know, Carlos Hyde messed up his ankle. You know, Rashad yeah, Jones had to leave the game. Ryan Matthews. Roy Hello, you know, it just the list goes on and on here. So, you know, just mm-hmm. I'm sure if you made it as far as the championship game in your league, you're probably doing this anyway. But you know, please, 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 just you know, make sure you know whether uh, Demarco Murray is starting or not on Saturday, and I mean on Sunday, and you know who you have to pick, you know, make contingency plans in case he's not there because you don't want to have your whole season coming down to you know some game time decision by a. You know, the Cowboys, you yeah. definitely want to have contingency plans there. Obviously, they're not likely to be as good as DeMarco Murray, but, you know, you have to, you know, you, you certainly don't want to take a goose egg in your championship game yeah, if you can help it. Some points are better than no points, that's for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, since we do have a full slate of games this week, why don't we just dive right in and start with the Thursday night game, which is a real a scintillating. Real burner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who who at the NFL you know, headquarters you know, oversaw the scheduling, but to have a late season game between Tennessee and Jacksonville, that just seems like it's asking for trouble. But yeah, it'll I be mean, an there's no way game, you even but... thought at the end of last year, like, oh yeah, this will be a juicy matchup. Just no, you didn't. This, this no, is just unacceptable. There's no reason this needs to happen. Well, I mean, the only reason is that you have the constraint of having to have all the teams play on a Thursday night once and, you know, they want by and large to have division rivalry games. So, you know, as as good as, as much fun as it is to watch Indianapolis and Houston go at it, the downside of that is getting to watch Tennessee and Jacksonville going at it. But anyway, since they do play the game, we will take a look at it and we'll offer predictions on it. I just, you know, both these teams are lost causes, but I think, Jacksonville should be able to do a little bit in the air against Tennessee. Tennessee, you know, both these quarterbacks are, are pretty banged up. You know, as you alluded to already, Jay Flocker and, you know, Zach Mettenberger definitely not playing. So we're going to see Charlie Whitehurst and, you know, it could be uh, Chad Henney again if Blake Bortles' foot doesn't hold up. But in terms of a score, I'm looking at this as a low-scoring, close game. You know, because they're playing at home, I'll – Say Jacksonville wins this by a field goal, or go with the final score: Jacksonville twenty-three, Tennessee twenty. I had twenty-four, twenty-one, Jacksonville. Um, I'm taking I, not so much a home field advantage thing for me. I think Jacksonville probably is a better shot if Chad Henney plays, but uh, Tennessee is just so banged up. Uh, they're pretty much every one of their tight ends that's ever even been on their roster this year is hurt. Delaney Walker missed practice; he's been limited. Uh, obviously they're on their third quarterback. That's not a great situation, and their receivers are all a little dinged up as well. They do have a little bit more big play threat than Jacksonville does, but I just I just don't know how they're going to overcome all of this. 
on a short week, uh, and hopefully there will be no fist fights in this game, but you never know. Uh, so fantasy-wise for Tennessee, Charlie Whitehurst is really best as a second quarterback option. There's really absolutely no reason in the world you should be going into your fantasy playoffs or championship game with Charlie Whitehurst as your only quarterback. Uh, Sean Green's an okay start, as is Nate Washington and Kendall Wright. Delaney Walker, as long as he plays, which it looks like he will, I'm okay with starting. I will start the defense, but not kick a Ryan suck up. Like you said, this is going to be a pretty low-scoring affair. For Jacksonville, I would start wide receiver Cecil Shore, it's easy for me to say, <laughs> and the defense. The yeah, quarterback like Bortles. <laughs> quarterback, yeah, yeah I have... <laughs> I've messed up Santonio Holmes' name uh, too many times to count in the hundred shows, but <laughs> quarterback, he's somebody we used to talk about a lot more prominently you know, in 2010 than we have the last couple years. But So for Jacksonville, wide receiver Cecil Shorts and the defense are good starts. Whoever starts at quarterback, Blake Bortles or Chad Henney, more of a second quarterback option. Running back Toby Gerhardt showed signs of life last week. I use a flex option at best for me. Wide receivers, Alan Hearns and Marquise Lee, decent flex options. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis, okay. Ticker, Josh Scobie, okay. Stay away from running back, Storm Johnson and Jordan Todman. All right. Let's go on, go on so to move, uh, a little more exciting of a matchup. Yeah, and the one thing I like you know, is that I, one of my favorite things about the last two weeks of the season used to be that you had a couple of Saturday games to mm-hmm. sort of tide you over before yeah. the Sunday games. And, of course, this was back before they had Thursday night games. But now we've got both, and we do have not one, but count them, two Saturday games this week. Like so it. we've got Philadelphia at Washington in the afternoon and then San Diego at San Francisco at night. Um, the Philadelphia-Washington game, Philadelphia, yeah, Mark Sanchez, you know, what more can you say about him? It's just He's not a Super Bowl quarterback, no way, you know, no, no, you know, hand it for butt fumble about it. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I just, even in spite of him, uh, and RG3 I think will be better this week, but I just don't see that Washington can hang with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia wins this pretty easily. I'll give it to him by a couple touchdowns. I'll say um, Philadelphia 31, Washington 17 is the kick gets into the dinner here. <laughs> uh, I think Washington will put up a little bit more of a fight. Uh, Philly's defense is a little banged up right now. Uh, like you said, Mark Sanchez isn't going to light the world on fire. I still think they win this game, but I think they do it maybe more by, like, nine points. Uh, I could see it being 30-21, 24-33, something like that. But I, I think that... Ideally, you want to see RG3 come out and have something to prove and actually show people that he's got a little bit more going. I don't know if that'll happen, but uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm just afraid Jake Gruden's going to give him the treatment that Rex Ryan gave uh, Geno Smith in that Monday night game against the Dolphins a few weeks ago and just let him throw it five times the whole game. Yeah, at this point, you might as well. But fantasy-wise for the Eagles, I think you have to start Mark Sanchez, start LaShawn McCoy and Darren Sproles. I might think about, especially if I'm in a deeper league, using Chris Polk as a flex option. He vultured a couple of touchdowns last week. Uh, Doesn't seem like they would have any problem doing that again. They're going to have opportunities. If you need a guy off a waiver wire, if you're in a deep league, it's not a bad choice. Although I like Darren Sproles a little better, but... Definitely start Jeremy Macklin. I'll start Zach Ertz, the defense, and kicker Cody Parkey. Jordan Matthews maybe as a flex option as well. So for Washington, I would start running back Alfred Morris, wide receiver Pierre Garçon. RG3, more of the second quarterback option. Wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Andre Roberts, okay. Tight end Jordan Reed, okay. Uh, as Jen alluded to earlier, Colt McCoy's on IR, so certainly don't start him. Running back Roy Hulu's going to miss the game. Kicker Kai Forbass, don't start him. They're not going to score enough, and don't start the defense because they are going to give up plenty of scores. Yeah, that might happen. Might happen. <laughs> so, so 
we move to the Saturday night game, and unlike the Thursday night game where we have two candidates for the Island of Misfit Toys this week, we only have one candidate on the Saturday night game, and that would be San Francisco. A lot of people were thinking they were a Super Bowl contender at the start of the year, and now people are wondering you know, where Jim Harbaugh is going to wind up coaching next year with the implicit assumption that it's not going to be San Francisco. Michigan's offering him a whole lot of money, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see who's where he ends up, you know, whether Michigan or wherever. But um, San Diego, they still have something to play for right now. They're on the outside looking in with the playoffs. They're one of three eight and six teams, you know, following three nine and seven teams. So I, I still think they've got a little more motivation here. San Francisco between the injuries and the imploding. You know, team, I just don't really like the yeah. situation for them, even though they are at home. I'll say San Diego wins this by field goal. I'll say San Diego 24, San Francisco 21. I, I just I don't think that San Francisco can win this game. I don't think they can overcome all of this drama and the injuries, and I just they're a mess right now, <laughs> just, just a straight-up mess. I saw an article earlier saying that Mike Shanahan and Jay Cutler should reunite in San Francisco. I mean, that's how bad things are right now. <laughs> but yeah. fantasy-wise, about, uh, things look Mike a little... Mike Shanahan and RG3 reuniting in San Francisco. Oh, jeez. That wouldn't be good either. <laughs> San Francisco's got a little bit healthier, marginally healthier team than San Francisco does, so I'm going to take them, like you said, by field goal late. Uh, it'll be a, a quasi upset, I guess. But I think Philip Rivers is probably still better as a second quarterback option. I think you definitely have matchups that are going to be more favorable to your quarterback position this week. Donald Brown and Ryan Matthews, I would use both as flex. Uh, it's tough to tell who's going to be healthy or stay healthy for a full game. They're both going to get carries, so you're not going to have one clear-cut winner there. I will, however, start Antonio Gates. I want to stay away from all the other wide receivers. I'm staying away from the defense and kicker Nick Novak as well. For San Francisco, I'll keep this short and sweet. There's nobody that I think is a must-start for them this week. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick, much maligned. He's more of a, he's a second quarterback option this week. Wide receivers Michael Crabtree and Anquan Bolton, okay. It's flex options. Tight end Vernon Davis, okay. Defense, okay. As we mentioned before, um, running backs um, Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore are injured, so don't start them. Bruce Miller had a nice run literally last week you know, when the other two guys went out, but uh, would not start him in your championship game. Uh, Stevie Johnson wouldn't start him either, and kicker Phil Dawson, they're just not going to score enough points to make it worth starting him. No, not this week. All right, so now moving on to the Sunday early games, or as Jana likes to call them, the morning games, even though she lives on the morning East Coast. games. <laughs> morning for some people, I suppose. So the first of the morning games yeah. is Atlanta at New Orleans. This is a rematch of the week one game where Atlanta upset New Orleans at home and got their season, got New Orleans' season off to a bad start that they've never completely recovered from, even though they're still in the playoff hunt. I think this will be a very similar game, high scoring, not much defense. But in the end, I think New Orleans is going to win this one. I don't think they'll let it get away the way they did the first one. But I think it will be relatively close. I'll go with New Orleans by eight points. I'll say New Orleans 35, Atlanta 27. I think Atlanta's going to win this game. I'm... I just, I want to pick New Orleans. I picked them a lot of weeks. I think, hey, they're going to get it together. They're at home. I just don't know if they're actually going to do it. So maybe if I pick against them, it'll work. Either way, it's probably one of these teams is going to represent the NFC South in the playoffs for whatever that's worth. Um, but I'll take Atlanta this week. Uh, I just, I think I like the matchup a little better. That defense of New Orleans is just, ridiculous. Rob Ryan's a mess. They need a new defensive coordinator in the worst way. I'm not biased from his time as a Cowboys uh, defensive coordinator at all. But (laughs) fantasy-wise, start Matt Ryan, start Steven Jackson, start Julio Jones as long as he plays, although it looks like he's on track to for the moment. 
Uh, I'll start Roddy White. I'm going to go ahead and start Harry Douglas, even though normally I wouldn't because, like we've alluded to, Jones didn't play last week. He's still a little banged up. Roddy White's never the healthiest in the world. I think, especially against this defense, Harry Douglas may be an all right play this week. Staying away from tight end Levine, Toilolo, uh, the defense, but I will, however, start kicker Matt Bryant. I think White and Douglas both had double-digit targets last week, which is a little surprising, yep. but, but you know, the, the, the guy I'd be on the fence about would be Devin Hester because I mean, he caught five or six balls last week, but you know, he's much more valuable to them as a return guy, and you figure they'll get plenty of chances to return at least kickoffs, if not punts this week, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah. New Orleans, I would start quarterback Drew Brees, start running back Mark Ingram, wide receivers Marcus Colston and Kenny Stills, tight end Jimmy Graham, kicker Shane Graham, Pierre Thomas, flex option, defense okay, running backs Kyrie Robinson and Travis Cadet, keep those guys on your bench. I sense some dissent in the peanut gallery. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just, I don't know. Just, I'm not sure if I feel as strong about New Orleans as you do this week. <laughs> okay. We'll see. That's all right. We'll, uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll have a 101st show next week and we can uh, see who got the yeah. better of that matchup. So next up we've got Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Both these teams fighting for their playoff lives. I just... I don't know, as inconsistent as Pittsburgh has been this year and as good as Kansas City's defense has been at times, I just don't see how Kansas City musters enough offense to win this game. I'll go with Pittsburgh by a touchdown. I'll say Pittsburgh 28, Kansas City 21. Yeah, I just, hmm. I I don't have really any argument on the score there. I just, I think Pittsburgh's going to, just kind of keep rolling. We've seen them be bipolar. They've been up and down. I think this week they're going to be a little more up than down. Kansas City, for me, it's just they've they've almost plateaued and started to drop off a little bit, which is not what you want to see this time of year. Playing in Pittsburgh isn't the easiest thing in the world either, either so I'll take Pittsburgh to win this. Although, fantasy-wise, I do like Alex Smith and Jamal Charles. I'll start Dwayne Bowe. I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers. I do like Travis Kelsey's matchup this week. Tight ends have fared pretty well against Pittsburgh, but I am staying away from Cairo Santos and the defense. For Pittsburgh, I think this is going to be the Le'Veon Bell show. He's you know, done well all year on the ground and had numerous 100-yard games, but I think Kansas City, if they do have one strong suit on defense, it's their pass coverage, and I just think Pittsburgh, for what it's worth, I know Ben Roethlisberger is you know, put up you know, several big games this year when they were scoring 50 points those couple weeks in the middle of the season. But I just don't think this will be a great week for him, which brings up a point I want to discuss later about whether or not you automatically start a guy like Ben Roethlisberger if he's been your starting quarterback all year, but we can table that for now. But to start running back Le'Veon Bell, wide receiver Antonio Brown, tight end Heath Miller in the defense, Ben Roethlisberger, more of a second quarterback option for me. Kicker Sean Sweezen, okay. Stay away from wide receivers Marcus Wheaton and Martavis Bryant. Okay. All right, next up we've got Baltimore at Houston. Uh, this is, yeah. again, with the quarterback <laughs> situation in Houston, you know, you know, they're they're reduced to starting you know, Thaddeus Lewis this week, and last we saw him, I think he was, you know, in Buffalo, you know, losing it's the starting job there. Yeah, it's been a while, but uh, I just don't think this is a place where you know he makes a great comeback. Uh, I just between them not being able to throw the ball and Baltimore having much more at stake. In this game, I'll take Baltimore to win this pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of Baltimore 31, Houston 17. And as a side bet, I'll say that Thaddeus Lewis is still the quarterback at the end of the game. But uh, I don't think Case Keenum will will get out of mothballs for this, but we'll see. I would love to see Case Keenum play, but I think you're probably right. Uh, I think Baltimore pretty much is not going to have a problem here. Uh, I, I just 
they're they're firing on all cylinders, I guess, as much as they're going to be. And Houston, I mean, the best thing they have going for them is using J.J. Watt as a tight end, which isn't isn't really saying a lot. Arian Foster has been limited in practice. He didn't practice today. They're thinking it's probably still okay to play this week, but that's never the best sign in the world either, so that's not great for them. Fantasy-wise for Baltimore, I like a lot more of what's happening over there than I do in Houston. So go ahead and start Joe Flacco, start Justin Forsett, start Steve Smith and Torrey Smith, any wide receiver named Smith. Uh, I don't love the matchup for tight end Owen Daniels, but I will start the defense. Uh, I think it's going to be mostly a touchdown game, so I say save Justin Tucker on your bench this week. Houston, DeAndre Hopkins has been one of the you know, guys who's managed to do well this season in spite of the the shaky quarterback situation in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback, Thad Lewis, Thaddeus Lewis. I, I think he's okay to start as a second quarterback just because I still don't think much of Baltimore's secondary. Running back, Arian Foster, if he plays, is okay. Wide receiver, Andre Johnson. You know, if he's healthy, you know, he's, he's a decent flex option. Uh, as we mentioned before, quarterbacks Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's done for the year. Tom Savage is out. Case Keenum is back from St. Louis, but don't expect him to play, much less uh, help your fantasy team. Running back Alfred Blue should be on your bench. Tight end Garrett Graham bench. Kicker Randy Bullock bench. Defense bench. Oof. Yeah. No arguments there. All right. So now we move on to the Battle of the Bays. Green Bay playing Tampa Bay, which used to be in the NFC Central many, many years ago, long before we started doing this show. Again, mm-hmm. Green Bay, tough loss with Buffalo last week, but I think Buffalo's defense is a little bit underrated. Tampa Bay's defense is not underrated. They just stink. And Green Bay should be able to take advantage of that. And you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers has to tell everybody to relax again this week. I don't know that they're going to catch Detroit. If I had to guess right now, I'll say Detroit wins that division, but Green Bay should win this game handily. I'll go with a final score of Green Bay 34, Tampa Bay 14. I think this is going to be a big bounce-back game for Green Bay. Obviously, things didn't go quite the way they wanted to against Buffalo last week. Uh, even though they're not at home, I think they're still going to put up a, a decent amount of points here. Tampa Bay just doesn't have enough to keep up with Green Bay really at all here. So fantasy-wise, uh, you're pretty well off starting just about everybody here. Start Aaron Rodgers, start Eddie Lacy, start Jordy Nelson, start Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. Uh, as I tell you every week, stay away from the tight ends. There's just It's a wasteland there. There's nothing nothing to be had. Uh, but I will start Mason Crosby and the defense, and my condolences, Tampa Bay. This is not going to be your win, your year to win the Battle of the Bays. No, but surprisingly, Doug Martin had a little bit of a fantasy impact last week. And he did. With Green Bay's run defense being as poor as it is, I actually think he's a worthwhile start in this game, along with wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans, who we've been recommending to start most weeks. Quarterback Josh McCown, second quarterback for me. Running backs Charles Sims and Bobby Rainey should be on your bench. Both the tight ends, Austin Safarian Jenkins and Brandon Myers, should be on your bench. Kicker Patrick Murray, bench, defense, bench. And just a quick little story I think I mentioned last week that I have a team called Ross Safarian, and I had Austin Safarian Jenkins on my team for most of the season and then cut him last week before the playoff matchup. I did manage to squeak out a win there, so uh, maybe it wasn't quite the kiss of death that I thought, but maybe I should uh, <laughs> bring him back as a talisman for this week, but we'll see. <laughs> maybe. It might be a nice a nice full circle. Yeah, I'll, I'll send him a T-shirt even if you know, he you know, he's like the – That'll be like voting a guy a playoff share and you know, he gets cut or traded at the end of the season and they still do something nice for him. So <laughs> if Ross Safarian brings home the gold, then we, we will figure out some way to honor him. There you go. I like it. Okay. So Minnesota at Miami. Uh, Minnesota, they, in spite of no Adrian Peterson and quarterback, problems and you know although Teddy Bridgewater started to look better last couple weeks and running back problems although they've been better than we would have thought you know I just 
Miami more motivation in this game, and they're at home. And I, I just I'll give Miami the benefit of the doubt here. I'll say Miami wins this by six. Miami twenty-seven, Minnesota twenty-one. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this game's kind of hard to pick. Just Minnesota doesn't seem to really get the memo that they're not supposed to even really be relevant right now. And Miami, for I think they have most of the pieces they need. They just really never were able to put it together the way they should have, I felt like. So I think this will be a closer game, but Miami will still edge them, especially at home. Minnesota, just not not an awesome play this week fantasy-wise. Miami defense isn't, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. Teddy Bridgewater is just going to be a second quarterback option, and that's really at best. You can go ahead and start Matt Asiata this week. He looks like the winner in the clubhouse for touches. Uh, and Charles Johnson at wide receiver as well is a good play. Beyond that, I don't think there's much value anywhere else. Stay away from the rest of the wideouts, from tight end Kyle Rudolph, the defense, and the Blair Walsh project. I guess I have a little more faith in Greg Jennings than you do. I mean, he's as old as Methuselah, but yeah, I still think – I mean, Charles Johnson has certainly come on, but I, I think if I had to – Pick a Minnesota receiver. I might go with um, with Jennings this week, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, yeah. My for Miami, I like running back Lamar Miller, wide receiver Mike Wallace in the defense, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, second quarterback, wide receiver Jarvis Landry, good start, kicker Caleb Sturgis, okay. Stay away from wide receiver Brian Hartline, and tight ends Charles Clay and Deion Sims. Fair enough. Let's yeah. go to I'm the guessing Jimmy Clausen Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the Jimmy Clausen Bowl. This is yeah, quite the shock. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to change yeah. the outcome of the game much. I still think nope. Detroit's going to win this handily. Chicago, like San Francisco, big things were expected of them this season. And it's just team in disarray. It's, I guess when you look back on it, that I think it was a Sunday night game they played early in the season when San Francisco was – leading by a pretty big amount, and Chicago came back and won that game and just gave you some ideas to how off both of those teams you know, were from living up to their expectations. But this game, Detroit, you know, they can, you know, you know they, they should be able to win the NFC North. I still feel a little nervous saying that, given their history of pratfalls. But I think this game, it'll be hard for them not to do well against the Chicago team with all sorts of problems, not the least of which is quarterback. But I'll go with the final score here, double up Detroit 34, Chicago 17. Maybe 34-20, 34-21. I think Chicago will do a little bit of damage here, but that's strictly just on that forte, shoulders, and anything else. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Clausen. I really have never been, so I don't think this is going to be an upgrade in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think this is just Chicago's way of telling Jay Cutler, like, hey, we're going to trade you. You're going to look great in a Buffalo uniform next year. Um, But fantasy-wise, it's going to be pretty one-sided for Detroit. Go ahead and start Matt Stafford, start Joyke Bell, start Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate. Uh, Definitely start Matt Prater, the kicker. I am staying away from the tight ends, the defense, and the rest of the wide receivers here. But I think uh, Calvin Johnson's probably going to have a pretty nice day this week. For sure. For Chicago, I I think they're going to be able to throw the ball some on Detroit. But, again, with Jimmy Claus and the quarterback, that isn't something I feel real strongly about. I'd feel quite honest. I would feel better if Jay Cutler were starting this week. But since he's not, you you make do with what you have. For Chicago, start wide receiver Alshon Jeffery, tight end Martellus Bennett. Jimmy Clausen, I think, is a decent second quarterback option against Detroit's uh, pass defense. Running back Matt Forte, okay. Uh, Jay Cutler, no. Marques Wilson, no. And whoever kicks for them, whether it's Robbie Gold or Jay Feeler, don't Jay Feely, don't start them. And certainly don't start the defense. And don't call Jay Feely. Jay Feeler, where he might come after you. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> well, come on. It's like best of. I've messed up so many names and 
It's a new one. Uh, you're breaking out new ones for the 100th uh, edition. Who knows what will right. come uh, when we hit special 200. <laughs> the special 100th uh, show <laughs> commemorative name, name mispronunciation goes, award goes to Jake Zeller. Yeah, because I don't think you're going to have a chance to say uh, San Antonio later. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I could have said it earlier, but I didn't. But yeah. Actually, right. he's on the same team as Jay Fielder, so, but anyway. There you go. <laughs> so, it's the all, all botched names team. They have a botched season, and I botched their names, so I guess it all works out. Speaking of botches, yeah. um, I was wrong last week about Johnny Manziel. I thought he was going to play a lot better than he did against Cincinnati. At the very least, I thought off. he'd be able to put some points on the board, but that didn't come to pass. But Mm-mm. Cleveland at Carolina, hard as it is to say, uh, there's Carolina with a 5-8-1 and one record, and they've got a better chance of making the playoffs than uh, than. Cleveland does with their seven and seven record, but just these teams, especially if Manziel plays anything like he did last week, I don't see how Cleveland wins this game. I'll go with Carolina by six. Carolina twenty-seven, Cleveland twenty-one. I think that Carolina is much more of a hot mess. I think he's got a. Manziel's got a better shot at this matchup. I'm not saying he's going to be good by any stretch of the imagination. I think he'll be better than he was last week. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland for a mini upset here. I don't know if you can really call it an upset when Carolina's as bad as they are, but uh, it doesn't. it's still kind of up in the air whether or not Cam Newton's going to play. Quite frankly, I think they're better off if he doesn't. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say Johnny tackle football. Johnny Manziel is going to pull one out here. Team's got to play a little better around him, but this will be. I don't know if I want to go as far as to say interesting, but it's something that obviously everyone's going to keep one eye on. So, fantasy wise, Manziel, just a second quarterback option. If you still think that he's going to be a good start after last week, you're crazy. Uh, start Isaiah Crowell, uh, Crowell uh, Josh Gordon, who hopefully will drop a few less passes. Andrew Hawkins could be an interesting flex option for you. Uh, this is all granted, hoping that Manziel actually completes a few passes this week. Ch- tight end <laughs> Jordan Cameron's just not going to work out. I was hoping he'd kind of blossom a little more with Manziel needing a crutch. Didn't really happen. I will start the defense and kicker Garrett Hartley. I think we're going to see a lot of him this week. For Carolina, I think running back Jonathan Stewart's going to have a field day against Cleveland's run defense. Wide receiver Calvin Benjamin, another good start. Tight end Greg Olson had double-digit receptions last week. Start him, start the defense. Whether it's Cam Newton or Derek Anderson, I think both those guys are decent second quarterback options. Kicker Graham Gano, okay. Running back D'Angelo Williams, no. Wide receivers Jericho Cotri and Philly Brown, no and no. No and no. <laughs> no brothers. No brothers. So, All right, then. Speaking of brothers, which they're not, but they seem to be linked at the the hip, if not the feet, we've got New England at the Jets. And I guess in theory you could say, oh, maybe New England overlooks the Jets and looks ahead to the game against um, Buffalo next week. But I just, you know, these two teams have such animosity for each other that New England, I don't think they're going to, take their foot off the, the pedal, their foot off the throat of the Jets. Uh, I think the Jets will be able to throw a little bit on New England, but it's not going to matter that much. New England will be able to throw a lot more against the Jets. I look at this and see a blowout. I'll say final score, New England 38, Jets 14. Yeah, I can I can get, get on board with that score. Even if the Patriots were to overlook the Jets, I think they're still a good enough team that they'd still handily beat the Jets, even if they didn't prepare for them at all this week. I just the Jets are a mess. We've we've harped on that for weeks. <laughs> Obviously, this is not this is not going to be one of those games where they shock the world and they upset the Patriots at home and everything's okay. That's just not going to happen. New England's still going to beat them. Whatever the points are, eat the points. Take New England. They're going to win big. Uh, definitely start Tom Brady. I think Jonas Gray is going to be your best bet out of the backfield this week. Shane Vereen, more of a flex option. He's pretty banged up. 
start Brandon LaFell and Julian Edelman. Definitely start tight end Rob Gronkowski. The defense, kicker Steven Goskowski. Uh, the water boy, maybe the mascot. Pretty much anybody. Randy Moss. Why not? Let's get crazy. <laughs> okay. So it won't get you negative for, points like Johnny Menzel got some people last week. <laughs> no, that's true. For New York, I would start wide receiver Eric Decker, quarterback Geno Smith, second quarterback option if you're in that kind of a league. Running backs Chris Johnson and Chris Ivory, okay. Wide receiver Percy Harvin, questionable with a hamstring. If he starts, good start. Uh, I would not start wide receiver Jeremy Curley, even if, if Harvin doesn't play. Both the tight ends, Jason Merrill and Jeff Cumberland, are too inconsistent to be trusted in a championship game. Don't start them. No kicker, Nick Volk, and no defense. No kicker, no problem. All right. Now we move on to the late games on Sunday, or as Jenna likes to call them, the afternoon games. Afternoon games. (laughs) First up, we've got the Giants at St. Louis. Giants coming off of two victories in a row probably getting a big head, but um, I think they have enough firepower to beat St. Louis, but St. Louis's defense, I think, is going to come Very through enough. In this. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of hearing everybody say nobody wants to play them because yeah, with that yeah, offense, <laughs> nobody's going to get blown out by them. It's just a matter of whether you can move enough against their defense. Giants, have the most exciting rookie in the league this year in Odell Beckham Jr., even though he missed the first six games of the season. So there's that going for them. But I, I just, when all is said and done, I, I think the Giants' streak comes to an end. And St. Louis is a slightly better team. I think they'll be able to run all over the Giants. And I'll say they win this game by a score of 24-21. to 21. Yeah, I'm, I just I think that St. Louis will pull this out. I think they'll just something crazy is going to happen late. Although, quite frankly, to me, this is kind of a coin flip. I don't think that I'd be super surprised if the Giants did the same thing, won it late. I just like the defense of St. Louis a little better. Um, Eli Manning, I think, is better as a second quarterback this week because of this matchup. Go ahead and start Andre Williams. I think he can start Odell Beckham. Ruben Randall's more of a flex option for me. I don't like this matchup at all for tight end Larry Donnell. I will, however, start the Giants' defense, but stay away from kicker Josh Brown. This is not going to be a great kicker matchup. For St. Louis, quarterback, I mean, running back Trey Mason should have a field day against that Giants' defense, so start him. Start tight end Jared Cook. Start the defense. Quarterback Sean Hill, second quarterback, wide receivers Kenny Britton, Stedden, Bailey, decent flex and options, kicker Greg Zerline, okay. Stay away from running back Benji Cunningham. Stay away from wide receiver Tavon Austin. Okay. It's a shame. Tavon Austin, it seemed like he was on the right track, and then just, I mean, from where he started the year to where we are now is like night and day. Yeah, I picked him in a dynasty league last year with the first pick in the rookie draft and regretting that, but yeah, you don't know. You know it seemed like a good idea rookies, at the time, though. It did seem like a good idea at the time. I mean, sure, he's undersized, but you know, Stedman Bailey isn't much taller, and he's been you know, contributing something in the last few weeks, so who knows? I mean, ideally, you want them to get a, a better quarterback. I'm not saying that that's a good landing spot for Jay Cutler. I, I don't think there's any good landing spot for Jay Cutler, but you know, whether it's Sam Bradford or Sean Hill or you know, whoever it might be, you know, Keely Smith, they, they need somebody there that is a step up in order for them to be a real playoff contender. But you know, they've got all offseason to address that. So maybe, they'll, yeah. maybe they would trade for RG3. That would be irony. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be quite something. So next up, we've got a game that features one team that's in the playoff hunt, one team that's not, Buffalo at Oakland. I, in spite of the way that Oakland you know, put up a little bit of a fight against San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, I just don't really see this 
as being a close game, I'll say that um, Oakland plays enough defense to keep it close. Not impressed by Buffalo's offense, but still think Buffalo wins this by 10. I'll say Buffalo 24, Oakland 14. Yeah, I just, I like the Oakland, you know, the Oakland premise. This is just kind of the end of the road for them, even though they're in Oakland. I think Buffalo, even with this Kyle Orton-led offense, is still going to win by a touchdown. I think you can go ahead and start Kyle Orton, start Fred Jackson and Sammy Watkins. Robert Woods could be a flex option for you, more so in a deeper league, but there nonetheless. Uh, I like starting tight end Scott Chandler this week. We haven't gotten to do that much this season, so go ahead and take advantage. Start the defense, start Dan Carpenter, start everybody. What's the deal with C.J. Spiller for this week? Uh, I just don't like – I like Fred Jackson better. I think that C.J. Spiller probably is just going to be more, I guess, more a low-end flex option for me. I just don't love it for him this week. Okay. For Oakland, I don't think they're going to be able to throw much, but James Jones always seems to find a way to grab a meaningless touchdown late in the fourth quarter of games. So that in and of itself probably makes him worth starting. Running back, Matavius Murray is – uh, flex option for me, tight end Michael Rivera is okay. I would not start um, quarterback Derek Carr, would not start running back Stan McFadden, Marcel Reese, or Maurice Jones-Drew, and stay away from um, wide receiver Andre Holmes. Okay. Now the game I'm looking most forward to. <laughs> yeah, that's, and it's not the uh, Tennessee-Jacksonville game. So we've got Shockingly, Indy no. at, There's one ahead. <laughs> Indy at Dallas, and I mean, as a Giants fan, I'm rooting for Indianapolis. But you know, I think realistically, even though they've had some struggles at home this year, and even though Demarco Murray may or may not play, I just think Dallas is going to find a way to win this. Indy's defense not the greatest. I'll say Dallas 34, Indy 31. I love the prediction. I'm a little worried about it. Um, I I like the score maybe the other way around, but to me this this is a coin flip. You don't really get a home field advantage when you're playing in Jerry's world, so that's that's kind of off the table for the Cowboys. This indie offense is dangerous. They're a little banged up, like you we talked about at the top of the show. T. Y. Hilton's got a bad hamstring. Looks like Dwayne Allen's coming back, so you're going to get split up at tight end now. The defense, not great, neither is Dallas's, so this is going to be more of an offensive matchup. To me, it really comes down to how much you're able to use DeMarco Murray. I think he'll be healthy enough that this really could go either way. I'm going to get conservative and pick Indy, but I would obviously like it to go the other way. Fantasy-wise, start Andrew Luck, start Daniel Heron, start Trent Richardson, T.Y. Hilton as long as he plays. Uh, Go ahead and start Reggie Wayne. Uh, I'm... With Dwayne Allen coming back and with what Cody Fleener's done this season, I'm okay starting either of them because you're going to see both of them this week. Uh, it's not like the Dallas offense, or I'm sorry, the defense is really going to slow down the tight ends that much, so I think you're probably okay playing either one of them. I like Cody Fleener a little better, but that's just me. Stay away from the defense and kicker Adam Vinatieri. For Dallas, I would start quarterback Tony Romo, wide receiver Des Bryant, tight end Jason Witten kicker Dan Bailey. Um, DeMarco Murray, if he plays, I'm okay starting him or Joseph Randall, whichever one of those guys start. I'm, you know, Indy's run defense, not not as bad as maybe I made it sound like a minute ago. So, you know, no matter which of those guys starts, you know, whether it's Murray or Randall, I think they're more of a flex option type person. I know people are going to say, oh, that's crazy. How could you not start DeMarco Murray? But we'll get to that in a minute. Wide receivers, Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams, okay. Running back Lance Dunbar, even if DeMarco Murray doesn't play, I still think Randall gets most of the touches there rather than Dunbar, so don't think he's worth starting. And I would stay away from the defense because Andrew Luck has made a lot of defenses look very silly this year. Yeah, that he has. (laughs) All right, so Sunday night now we've got the NFC West showdown between Seattle 
and Arizona. Yeah, you want to pick Arizona just because it's a nice underdog story and you know, they're hosting the Super Bowl this year and it'd be kind of fun to see a team get a shot to mm-hmm. play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, but I just I don't see it. For as much grief as Seattle is catching first four to six weeks of the season, they've really you know, straightened out the, the ship the last few weeks and it doesn't matter whether Marshawn Lynch is getting along with people or speaking to the media. They're just, I think, a better team right now by a considerable amount, especially if you have Ryan Lindley starting at quarterback for Arizona. This is going to be an ugly game, ugly and low scoring. I think there'll be other games where the winning team will score more than points in both these teams combined. That said, Probably. still like Seattle to double up on Arizona. I'll say Seattle 20, Arizona 10. I was thinking more like Seattle 21, Arizona maybe 14. <laughs> I just this this I don't feel like it's going to be a fun game to watch. I mean it might be if you're a Seattle fan, but this is going to be a a game that, you know, I mean we're all going to watch it on Sunday night, but it's going to be kind of a defensive matchup but more like a a matchup of teams that just aren't that great and aren't living up to potential. Seattle has a little more consistency right now. Like you said, I think they're out to prove something. I just, I, I can't get excited about this. A few weeks ago, maybe, but just this week, it, I feel like it's going to be more of a mess than anything else. Russell Wilson's more second quarterback option for me. Go ahead and start Marshawn Lynch. That kind of goes without saying. I'll start Doug Baldwin. I like to remain cursed more as a flex option. I'm staying away from the rest of the wideouts. Staying away from tight end Luke Wilson, the defense, and kicker Stephen Hauschka. Not a lot of points being scored means not a ton of fantasy points for you, unfortunately. With Seattle, do you think they're good enough to make it back to the Super Bowl? Does it matter, you know, what their draw is in the playoffs, or do you I, think I a don't team think with ha- I don't think they're good enough. Doug Baldwin to. and Jervain Purse can make it to the Super Bowl. No, I just. I don't think they have the they have enough. I don't think they're a cohesive unit. I don't know. I just I think there are a lot of better teams out there and really it's gonna come down to I think their draw will matter a little bit, but I don't think they're gonna make it all the way to the Super Bowl. They're gonna get knocked out before then. For Arizona I would start their defense. Wide receivers Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd and John Brown. None of those guys are recommended it starts at wide receiver, but depending on how depleted your team is and how many flex options, flex spots you have, you may want to use one of those guys at flex. Tight end John Carlson's okay. Do not start quarterback Ryan Lindley. He is playing. Do not start quarterback Drew Stanton. He's not playing. Running backs <laughs> Kerwin Williams. He had a couple nice games in a row, but I would not start him here against Seattle's defense. Don't start Stephon Taylor either. Wide receiver Jaron Brown, stay away. And kicker Chandler Catanzaro, I know he won many people their fantasy matchups last week with his four field goals at St. Yeah. Louis, but you can't expect a repeat of that this week. So I would no, not I start him. No, I think you got the best out of him last week. Don't expect that to happen again. <laughs> no, no. So that leaves us with, the last game for our 100th show, and that's the Monday night matchup between Denver and Cincinnati. Both these teams were playing a lot better the first three or four weeks of the season than they are now. Cincinnati has managed to play just well enough to stay in the hunt in the AFC North. Denver, you know, even though they don't look as good as they were last year, and you could make the argument, which, you know, that they're probably not a Super Bowl team either this year, although yeah, I don't really, other than New England, it's it's hard to... It's a tough argument to make, point. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make a case for any AFC team other than New England at this point, but you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, in this game, hard to predict that Peyton Manning is going to have a third lousy game in a row or a third substandard game, at least from mm-hmm. a fantasy perspective, but I, I think that's likely in the cards for him. I just don't see Denver being able to put up a ton of points via the pass. I think they'll have some success on the run, but 
you know, with the run. I should say hopefully they're not on the run, but they should have success with the run. Their, but, their pregame would have gone a little awry. <laughs> yes, but I really don't. I, I'm going to say that Cincinnati wins this. You know, some people may consider that a bit of an upset, but just Denver not impressing me right now. Cincinnati, you know, as bad as they looked a couple weeks ago, they looked good, you know, you know, clobbering Cleveland. I'll say that they win this game by a field goal. I'll go with the final score of Cincinnati 27, Denver 24. I see this going a little differently than you do. I think Denver's going to win by 10. I think that Peyton Manning, we know, is going to take a little bit of next week off as long as he can. So I think this week needs to come out and be a big statement game for Denver. I think this offense needs to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, and I, I think, like you said, it's hard to predict a third rough week for him, and I, I'm not going to do it. I think he's going to bounce back. I don't think he's going to throw five touchdowns, but I think he'll get two or three this week. Um, it is a tougher matchup. Cincinnati has looked better, but I just, I think that the Denver offense can overpower some aspects of their defense. So I'm going to go ahead and start Peyton Manning, start C.J. Anderson, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Julius Thomas still a little banged up, more a flex option at best for me. I am not going to start the defense this week. It's not a good matchup for them. The Ginger Ninja I, I don't necessarily think is going to light the world on fire, but they're also going to give up some points. I will be starting kicker Connor Barth, though. For Cincinnati, I don't think they're going to – Jeremy Hill's had a – few nice games in a row and clearly established himself as the preferred running back option fantasy-wise over Giovanni Bernard. That said, I still think that they're going to get most of their yardage through the air this week rather than on the ground. Denver has a pretty stout defense against the run. Cincinnati, star quarterback Andy Dalton, star wide receiver A.J. Green. Jeremy Hill, more of a flex option Wide receiver, Mohamed Sanu, same thing. Kicker, Mike Nugent, okay to start. Defense, okay. Don't start running back Giovanni Bernard and stay away from tight end Jermaine Gresham, who missed last week's game, and Tyler Brock, who did not miss last week's game but still didn't make any impact on your fantasy team. Yeah, probably uh, not going to be the difference maker on your championship run this week, I would say. No. So, speaking of championship runs, and we, we have a couple of minutes left here in our 100th show. Just get that in one more time. Um, <laughs> where do you come down on the question of starting your, your studs in playoff games and all that? Do you think you start these guys no matter what? If you thought that, you know, as I do, that Andy Dalton is a better play this week than Peyton Manning is, would you start him? What, what's your thought on that? Do you play matchups, or are there some guys that you would start even if they have what appears, at least on paper, to be a lousy matchup. I play matchups to an extent. I still like the idea of, uh, I mean, using your example, Peyton Manning's ceiling and his offense versus what Andy Dalton's working with. Um, I like the idea that even on a, a not-great day, I'll probably still get just as much or more out of Peyton Manning than I would out of a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, I know it's something people have run into the last couple of weeks with, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger um, or, I mean, not so much Tom Brady. But to me, I do it to some extent, but I've also kind of been one of those, you know, these guys got me to the dance. That's kind of who I'm going with uh, to, to an extent as well. So for me, it's more situational. Uh, I, I think I would agree with that, but I think I'm maybe a little bit more on the side of playing matchups than you are, and I'm, I'm certainly not saying yeah. start Jimmy Clausen over Peyton Manning this week, but or or Ryan Lindley over Peyton Manning or anything crazy like that. But you know, yeah. I I think there are you know like Andy Dalton over Peyton Manning. I don't think that's a crazy thing to do this week. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's Randall. crazy, but I I don't know if I could live with myself if I lost my championship that way. <laughs> well. Yeah, but I mean, again, are you playing to win or are you playing just to? You know, not, I don't want to play the no prevent regret. defense for my championship, but at the same time, it also scares me. <laughs> yeah, oh, good point. I see. So yeah, but anyway, just want to wish everybody out there the best of luck in their fantasy league championships this week. And again, you know, Unless Dan and I have me, had... I still got two teams going, so 
no no good luck to you two guys. But everybody else, okay. absolutely. Everybody else except <laughs> for the two people playing Jana. Yeah, have a great week this week. And uh, just thank you again so much you know, for the 100th show. You know, this has been a lot of fun doing this awesome. show with you for almost five seasons now. It's kind of fitting that our 100th show came in a championship week for most people. Yeah. But uh, anyway, just... Let's do another hundred. <laughs> yeah, let, let's do it. Let's go for another hundred, and uh, maybe good. we'll have some more uh, effective sound effects for the 200th show than we did for the 100th show then. But uh, yeah, anyway, thanks again we'll for see. everything, and good luck to everyone this week, and uh, good luck to you in your finals, Jana. Thank you. You as well. And uh, be sure to come check us out next week, 9.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday during the season. Uh, we'll be there to help you guys who are actually playing Week 17 championships. But in the meantime, you can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show, uh, as well as JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can always email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs>